0: a look ahead to the economic year the government got some very good news in a couple of surveys or polls out last week one had very good optimism around the business sector Uh, the more general political poll came out with national cracking 40 percent mind you uh, we are most likely in a recession so the rub is eventually going to hit the road some way shape or form anyway former finance minister stephen joyce is with us on all of this and more very good morning Morning, Michael. How are you? Very well indeed, and Happy New Year to you. The inf- Those those surveys, I'm sure you will have seen them as well. If you were in government, you'd enter the year fairly bullish, wouldn't you?
1: You would enter the year fairly bullish, but you'd also, I think, be very, very conscious of a huge amount of work to be done, and quickly, uh, uh, because uh, you've got an economy which, as we saw, has been in recession. We knew it would have been pretty flat to to, to shrinking anyway, and you have a situation where you have to tighten government expenditure uh, because we've been running at a rate that we can't afford. Uh, so you'd be sitting there thinking, right, so if I'm going to be tightening government expenditure, that's going to reduce economic activity. I have to encourage the private sector to get into it. Um, otherwise, um, we're going to have a gap and we're, rather than growing, we'll be shrinking. So that's going to that. be the challenge this year. I'm calling it a, a gear-changing year mm-hmm. where we've gone from having uh, Grant Robertson stoking the place along and trying to tell everybody he's fine because he's spending and borrowing to we've got to get the private sector to step up and invest and um, and grow the economy and for the government to take a bit more of a back seat so it starts to repay its debt.
0: On things like inflation, 4.7 was good, but when you look at the non-tradable number, which is the stuff we're generating, it's still a mile too high at 5.9. How worried would a government be at that sort of number when you you know start to involve Adrian or the Reserve Bank mortgage rates, etc.?
1: Well, the, the non-tradable is a concern, and will slow down uh, any uh, idea that uh, Adrian will and the, and the Monetary Policy Committee will want to reduce interest rates quickly. Um, because on the one hand, I've got the economy uh, shrinking a bit, but that non-tradable inflation is stubbornly high, and unfortunately, because we're small, we're not a particularly uh, competitive economy. There's not that many firms in each industry. Uh, So once you get inflation away, it can be hard to get under control, and um, you see the Americans seem to have managed it or managing it, uh, but we're struggling a bit, and so I suspect our interest rates will stay higher for longer. Whether that means they'll go uh, with a change earlier in the year, they might, but if they do, they know the risk will be that they have to reverse course as the year goes on.
0: Which brings in the politics of all of this. How long does the so-called honeymoon last? How long before we go? It's actually Luxon's fault. No longer labours.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question um, because you know it, it hasn't happened yet, and you can never quite tell. I think you'll get a fair amount of time, but I think people will be wanting to see uh, progress. They'll be wanting to see some of the commentary of his ministers uh, that, you know, pre-election commentary, which they're still running with to some degree, turn into, okay, we're going to do this, that, and this thing. And yep, we know it's going to take a while, but here's the steps we're taking. Mm. If you do that, I think people will, you'll retain people's confidence uh, as the year progresses, because as long as they can see action and they can see things heading in the right direction, so on infrastructure, you can't turn infrastructure overnight. It's a bit of a mess. I don't think the government even knows which which of its agencies is in charge of investing in infrastructure, uh, because the previous government left it with about five, with you know a little bit of the job each. Uh, you've got housing's another one. Uh, Kangaroo um, was clearly uh, clearly heading for trouble, and uh, and now you've got a ministerial inquiry, so that's going to take a little bit of time to work through. So all of those things are going to take time, but it's about how they uh, position. and and how they take steps along the way to give confidence.
0: What about things like immigration? Given the numbers we saw, I, I can't remember where they came out before Christmas or over the Christmas period. Two hundred fifty thousand people. I think even the most bullish, and I'm fairly bullish on these sort of things, that's too many people, isn't it?
1: Yeah, my read is that it's 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 still we're still working through the um, post-COVID period, and that will drop off because don't forget we had two years of nobody. So um, so effectively. You've you've got to have like three years of normal, uh, both immigration and emigration, before you'll be back to some sort of normal thing. And so that's what we're dealing with. You know, we're very very high, naturally enough, but it's not three years worth. Um, And so I think it'll I think it leaves off. There's also a lot of people leaving. Or I mean, underlying all that is a concern that just a number of New Zealand citizens moving to Australia. The Australians are deliberate about that. They they solved, in quotes, our problem um, by by giving us rights to live over there, better rights. And, uh, you know, too many Kiwis are seeing that as the land of opportunity at the moment. So that involves turning around the domestic economy. But I think the overall migration levels will ease off through the year.
0: Right. What about education, which is one of your old areas, of course, and those pass rates or lack of them or attendance rates at school? I mean, they're shocking. It's it's just embarrassingly bad. But But that's sort of big picture stuff that doesn't get fixed this year, does it?
1: Well you know a lot of things won't get fixed this year. the infrastructure thing won't get fixed this year. Um, uh, education won't, but there is definitely a lot of things that can be done that can start to turn uh, turn things in the right direction. Um, and you know the sort of steps about focusing it on the core subjects, all that sort of stuff is important. Um, and we've also you know got to get a a, a sort of the country, I think Ms Luxon needs to say, you know, we've got a bit, of, we've got a lot of work to do. We all need to roll up our sleeves and get on with it. And we need to, everybody needs to step up. We need the kids in school. We need, we need, uh, we need, you know, people in work. We need all these things. And actually, um, not apologise for pushing hard on this stuff because actually, the, the country needs
0: it. Yeah. Do you think he's got the gonads to do that?
1: Yeah, I think he has. Um, I think. Um, I I I, you know, I I salute him because he you know, he's got the job after three years in Parliament, which means he won't know how to do everything right away. But he's a heck of a fast learner, and you're seeing that. Um, so yeah, he he probably isn't. You know, he's not a, he's not the candidate out of Central Casting who's sort of fully formed and had twelve years to think about it. Um, but he is. Um, but he's got the gig, and he will work incredibly hard to make a success of it and you know, he learns very quickly. So I think you know, he, he will do well.
0: The Maori issue that Barry Soper mentioned earlier on in the program, I don't subscribe to the fact that this is somehow going to preoccupy us. Uh, do you? I mean, we've got bigger fish to fry than, than people are angry because they're always angry and they probably always will be.
1: Look, I, I think it will be a big issue this year. Um, I, I, we have got far bigger fish to fry, but to, to an extent... Part of what you're seeing is um, an obsession about how we're all, um, uh, you know, who gets what. And that's partly because our economy is a bit run down. Uh, you know, if everybody's, if everybody's succeeding, then then that debate recedes in importance. But also, and I wrote this over the weekend, unfortunately, I think, you know, people talk a lot about, you know, what Seymour's up to and, and what uh, Shane Jones is up to. But this is a reaction politically to what the previous government was up to, and unfortunately, we've seen twice now. Once in the early 2000s and um, 2020 onwards, particularly, that a government which has been driven a lot by its Maori caucus has moved the pendulum out too far uh, in terms of moved ahead of the public, and then there's a, a political reaction that comes the other way. In 2005, it was Don Brash, and and, and now it's and now it's these guys. And, you know, again, that'll be the challenge for Chris Luxon at the right moment, and uh, you know, he's got to judge that, and his people have to judge that for him to say, well, okay, this is all very good, but we have to draw the country back together again, and, uh, uh, and you know, there are some things that are inviolate in terms of one person, one vote. But there's also has to be an acknowledgement that there are issues that need to be addressed, and uh, that I'm sure he's he's thinking about when those comments should be made.
0: Always a pleasure, Mike. Go well, and we'll uh, catch up again. I'm sure this year, Stephen Joyce, former finance minister, of course. For more from the Mike Asking breakfast, listen live to NewsTalk ZB from 6am weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.